Hello! You're listening to episode 89 of Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun, Pigs and Chickens. Enjoy the show! I'm Rosie, I'm Jessica, and you're listening to Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun. (sighs) Can't really think of what I've done this week. No, I've just got the words good times for a change written in my show notes. Are they? And also the word Pottersville. Oh. Because it's like the bit where Jimmy Stewart wishes he were dead and ends up in Pottersville, (laughs) except I've ended up in Pottersville and now wish I were dead. (laughs) Um, Did you know that the snow was made of cornflakes? I think I did. Did you know that the rain in Singing the Rain had milk in it? (laughs) Yes. And he had a terrible fever. Look, it's a very bad time. But we're going to have a very good time for the next half hour or so. 38 minutes is our average episode length. Cool, cool. I hope that's 38 38 minutes. minutes. We can bring you that. Um, I mean, I wouldn't describe us as usually a political podcast. We've been described as like having a cup of tea with two friends where you're not obliged to provide the conversation. But sometimes those two friends need to acknowledge... That somewhere we have gone into the wrong trouser leg of time. Things got dark. We get to say things got dark, but really we're just Britain with the washable hair dye. Yeah. And some people in America are Troy's voice box and Jeff's arm. Like, it's it's just very tough. And, you know, we, we, we love you, as we said at the end of last week. It's just very bad. <laughs> I actually do not really recall what else I have done because of the miasma of despair. I don't think I really have done very much either. i tell you what I did do, although technically I did it several weeks ago, so it feels like I didn't do it. I was on the math of you. Yes, you were. Um, yes, and that was really good. Um, and it was lovely, and you were excellent. Talking about uh, scrambled legs and Anastasia Krupnik and, and, the, saddle and club. the saddle club. And also the sun tots, because I said the smoggies, which to which everyone's reaction is usually, eh? And Lucas went, oh my god, the smoggies! It's like yes, they are they are real. I didn't imagine them. No, you did not. I believe you. Good. <sighs> I've done other things. I went to the pub yesterday. That was nice. I guess like that's that's a thing that isn't you know work or sitting at home. M- misery. My housemate and I went to our nearby branch of Costa Coffee to sample their Christmas menu. It was largely disappointing, but the thought Aww. was there. I had a Christmas sandwich from Veggie Pret the other day. <sighs> And um, and it was fine. Oh, I, I've never been to a veggie prep, but I support the the idea. Oh, I'll tell you what I did. What? I bought a sequin leotard. In the grand scheme of things, but it really it really cheered me up. You know that leotard I showed you at Halloween that yes. we agreed it was stupid for me to buy. Yes, you bought it. Admittedly, it's too large, so either I need to take it in or develop drag queen style padding. And when I say develop, I mean make, not eat a lot of cakes. I'm going to get some sponges. Oh, I was going to say have a have a pie. No, because there's so much. I would have to attach a pie to each buttock to be blunt. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, it's really a, a whole size too big, which in the leotard is is unfortunate. This is, this is yeah, this is really giving me a, a strong mental image right now. Yeah, but you know, it's a distraction. There are some ways in which you know, after an event like uh, last week. Like, there are two ways. You've got to both plough in and be the change you want to see in the electorate. But also, you've got to do some serious hardcore distraction work. You've got to get your leotard on, get your tap shoes on, 
Get your little EG costume on and tap dance around the hall with a flag, is what I'm saying. But then also do that while donating to, you know, Planned Parenthood. Yes. There are lots of ways we can cope. Self-care comes in many ways. There's the drinking water way, the supporting local charities way, and the doing anything to make yourself not stare into the vortex way. And mine involves a sequin leotard for all three. (laughs) Wearing your swimming costume around the living room. Because why the hell not? Uh, So much Judge John Hodgman uh, in recent weeks. Uh, You've been to a pub? No. Yes. Did you see to a pub? I did say I went to the pub. I already blocked it out. I had a takeaway on Saturday night and drank a bottle of Old Rosie Cider. Nice. And, and misbehaved. Good. You try saying the phrase hithers and thithers after a 7.3% cider. <laughs> uh, were you like the uh, the waiter in Top Hat? He's either a waiter or a butler. I don't remember what part he's playing this, but he's the English guy who's a little bit annoying, if I'm brutally honest, and you kind of feel like if he wasn't there, the film wouldn't be worse for it. Uh, yeah, I am exactly the kind of annoying English person who you feel if I wasn't there, the world wouldn't be much worse for it. In that he uses the exact phrase, hither and thither. Um, I'm that dude. Jessica, shall we move on to your song? Yes. I don't think I've had it before. I searched our website and it, it didn't come up with anything, so I'm going to go with it. But it feels like maybe it should be a more summary song. Anyway, it's Calypso by Spiderbait, which is from... Those aren't words! Definitely words. Song, Calypso, band, Spiderbait. And um, in 10 Things I Hate About You, it is the song that plays after the first part where they've, they've been at school and they've got home and it's sunshine through my window. Makes me happy like I should be. I know that song. Outside, oh, geez, all around me. And then Mr. Stratford says, hello, Katerina, making on cry today. And Kat says, no, but it's only 4.30. Lovely stuff. Top fives. Top fives. Let's do a swift pivot from the tone of the introduction. <sighs> Jessica, we're going to do our top five Muppets. Yay! I thought we'd done it before, but apparently not. No, I've looked through the spreadsheet multiple times. Good. Why Who? Do, why do I remember having a conversation about Scooter the Stage Manager then? Maybe we had another five that I included Scooter the Stage Manager on in a different capacity. Don't think we haven't talked about the Muppets quite a bit. I'm pretty... Look, and also, if we have repeated this, dear listeners... Neither of us can remember it, so it's basically fresh content. <laughs> We've yeah. had eighty-eight. No, this is eighty-nine episodes. We have now reached. You the point try where coming we can't up remember. with like this many top fives. We were able to do the top five of top fives easily several months ago. Sandwiches, soups, and stews. It's always the specific food ones. Mm. Excuse me, I'm going to leave this and go and have a really good sandwich. Put a bit of lettuce in. It really elevates it. That's my theory. Oh boy. I like a sandwich where you put slightly too much spread in it. Or butter, whatever you, whatever what you choose. What the it. heck? How is that a treat? <laughs> Never. How miserable is your life? This is like... <laughs> but like, say, you, okay, you're having a cheese and tomato sandwich. A cheese and tomato sandwich is good. Put slightly too much spread in it. That's an amazing cheese and tomato sandwich. No, and mayonnaise and in it. I didn't have any mayonnaise. Crisps. Oh my god, the world is so bleak. Anyway, it is episode 89, so it's my turn to go first. So, Muppets... Jim Henson. Well, no, it's more. We're up the Muppets end rather than just the general Jim Henson workshop. Yeah, we're not going labyrinth or like. So Didymus has no place here. Yeah, pretty much Muppet Show and Muppet-based films. And... How many crossovers? Um, I think it's like the none or three. I think one. Number one. Number one. Obviously, these are in no particular order. No particular order. Kermit. Kermit. Like, why even mess around? Like Kermit's great. 
He's the heart and soul of the. Uh... He's the heart and soul. He's kind of the the Leslie Lope of, and slash Liz Lemon of the of the entire proceedings. <laughs> he is. He's somewhere between the two because he has basically the role of Liz Lemon and the frustrated outburst, but the joy and jo- the joie de vivre of Leslie Lope. <laughs> yeah. Oh Kermit, and he plays the banjo. It's been a you know who's to say if I'm going to cry talking about the Muppets. Number two. Number two. Scooter, the stage manager. Screwed her. Is he just kind of has to get on with it? Yeah. And he says his mother's a parrot. <laughs> which I only learned today when I read his Wikipedia page. Maybe this was in our top five bosses. Maybe. Maybe. Oh yeah, I forgot we did that. Maybe we did. I'm pretty sure we've not done Muppets. Scooter. What do you like about Scooter? Is it that he doesn't have eyes, he has glasses with eyes in them? He has glasses with eyeballs stuck to them. That's funny. Like, that's a good joke. Yeah, he, he, he just gets on with stuff in the background. But he's also not necessarily the literal background. Terrible panic just, disorder, it seems. Yeah, well... But, you know, he should still be given his chance. Yeah. Um, Number three, three. Bean Bunny. I don't care what he's been, I want to know what he is now! Because he's really cute. Oh my god, he's so cute. When he sings Good King Wenceslas. Brightly shone the moon that night! Yes, that's pretty he, much it. He's so adorable, but then he also is one of the saddest bits not involving Tiny Tim of Muppet Christmas Carol, which is that after one more sleep till Christmas, it just pans around and he's wrapped a newspaper and shivering it by some bins. So sad. <laughs> uh, my friends and I do an annual trip to see the sing-along Muppet Christmas Carol at the beloved Prince Charles Cinema in Leicester Square, and uh, it was agreed that this year I should not, as the cover art on the Facebook event, put <laughs> a still of Moon Bunny shivering in some newspaper. Yeah, that's really harsh. I think <laughs> I did. Happy him. Christmas, everyone! You know what? It's been a tough year. That's how we will feel. It's the most miserable Christmas. No, I can't do a Gonzo impression, so I won't try. The most miserable Christmas of my life! <laughs> yeah, so instead I put him on the, the doorstep singing, Brightly shone the moon that night! Lovely. Number four, Bert and Ernie. Okay. As a, like, as a pair. Oh my god, imagine if you split them up. I mean, you know. Also, this means I can get both of them onto the list and still have an extra space. Yeah. Because you need one with the other. They really balance each other out. And to to go back to being on the math of you with friend of the show, Lucas Brown, and his theory that, um, you know, when you're young, you identify with Ernie. And when you grow up, you realise that Bert, he just, like, he said, don't touch my bottle caps. And then Ernie went and touched his bottle Like, why did he just not touch the bottle caps to be fair I think when I was young I identified with Bert as well you are very much one of the Berts of this world you are still Ernie if that helps yeah yeah I guess it does ah oh my god Jessica note this down top five songs from Muppets and Sesame Street well I nearly had as my song I don't want to live on the moon except I remember that I've already had that one okay (laughs) so Bert's Blanket I love Bert's Blanket yeah I love Bert's Blanket Bert and Ernie I love them so much I don't believe that they're a couple, but I really like the cover of The New Yorker after Marriage Equality was passed with them looking so happy at the news. Yes, that was a good one. Um, and number five. Number five. Gonzo and Rizzo as a double act. Mm. Mm. Why would you... Like, I like both of them and Liz like, on his own because Rizzo is technically a secondary character, but I really like the pairing of them, especially in uh, Muppet Christmas Carol. As, like, Charles Dickens... And Charles Dickens' mate. <laughs> no, specifically Charles Dickens and Rizzo Correct. <laughs> Gonzo is, his, is never Gonzo. Who is Charles Dickens and his mate? <laughs> yeah, I know, but it's the way it's like, I'm Charles Dickens. And I'm here for the food. 
Yeah, and that's what's great about Murder Treasure Island and later films. Like they try and you know you gotta have the two together. Yeah, uh, and that's and that's my top five. Is it my turn? So raise number one. Your turn. Number one. Number one. Miss Piggy. Obviously, we saw it coming a mile off. I love her so much. Currently, she is advertising my favorite fashion brand, Kate Spade. Yes, she and is. It's all I wanted. I didn't know that's what I wanted. It's all I wanted. <laughs> and she looks fabulous while she's doing it. And I've just realised I think we have the same haircut. Well, Jessica, is there anyone you would like to emulate more than Miss Piggy? Because I... she, You know what? She knows what she wants. She runs her own own empire of Piggy. Piggy. She knows what she wants, and what she wants is a frog. <laughs> <sighs> I just love her so much. She is so good. She's so good. Sometimes mishandled by current writers who take her vanity in the wrong direction and make her obsessed yes. with her appearance like a wit. Miss Piggy loves her food. And I don't mean a lot of like a Miss Piggy has no problem food. with her weight. She loves herself. In that A, she doesn't have a weight problem. She's a pig. She's supposed to be that size. And two, she has no problem with the weight that she is. Yeah, because she's she knows that she's piggy and she knows that piggy is perfect. Number two. Salmonella. Okay, so I knew you were going to put salmonella. Yeah, that's pretty much why I wanted to do this top five. Salmonella. Jo- Johnny and and Johnny Fiamma. No, <laughs> or just salmonella. Oh no, I don't care. Fiamma. Everybody, be quiet. Everybody, be quiet. Listen to Johnny Fiamma. Uh, uh, salmonella is a monkey muppet. It's <laughs> a fun phrase to say. Who knew? Who largely appeared like I'm going to say 1999 to 2005, and he's a very very cute monkey who always hangs around with suave lounge singer Johnny Fiamma. And uh, he's really adorable and he is completely devoted to Johnny and Johnny is not particularly devoted to Sal. Um, but the reason he came about, uh, I should also stress, he's a really cute monkey. Uh, <laughs> and let's remember it in the real, real world, I don't trust monkeys. I don't trust monkeys, okay? I don't trust monkeys. That's because they're so often portrayed in the popular media as being naughty. Like, I find them suspicious. Anyway, but I love Salmonilla, and it came about because they were having a Jim Henson workshop workshop day, and uh, somebody was playing around with the Johnny Fiamma puppet, and Brian Henson picked up the monkey and just shouted, Everybody be quiet and listen to Johnny Fiamma! And there in we that go. one sentence, Salmonilla. <laughs> and his name is Salmonilla. No reason. <laughs> what link is there between uh, a devoted monkey and a horrible in disease. There's no link. He's great. <laughs> he's so great. He's, he's like the. It's an adorable, like furry sidekick, but also he is lethal food poisoning. Like, <laughs> yeah, my <laughs> favorites. He's sort of in the Muppets tonight, Muppets from Space era. He's got quite a big part in the Muppets Wizard of Oz, which is unfortunate because that is one of the worst things I've ever seen in my it's not life. Very good, is it? Oh my god, the bit where Piggy melts and she kind of shrinks down and she's got she ugh. oh yeah, and she's and she like the get, width yeah, of an horrifying. arm with just Piggy snout on the end. Don't show it to children. Number three. Number three. Bean Bunny. Cute. Bean Cute Bunny. Bun- Cute Bunny, not Monkey. We're still the number two over there. Ah, he's so adorable. I mean, he's done other things, but I only am interested in his work in The Love of Christmas Carol. Number four. Number four. Gonzo the Great, Brackets, and Rizzo the Rat. I was thinking about this lying in bed this morning, and I think that my treatment for a new Muppets film is so strong, I could probably write the whole script and sell it to Hollywood. I think you should go for it. That's um, exactly what Kermit and exactly. his friends would do. I think that's what Jason Jason Siegel did. Yeah, and I have the the uh, clout of Jason Siegel. Number five. Number five. Elmo. Yay! I know some people do not care for Elmo because he is 
if I were to meet a child who did that, it would lead me to ask my frequently asked question, what is the point of children anyway? But Elmo, that adorable little red muppet, and he's so cute, and he's got the best Twitter, and he's always in fun costumes, and he's just really and sweet. so enthusiastic. And remember that time he met George Washington? <gasps> I do remember that time. And, you know, I urge you, follow his Twitter. I've said it before, but it's really lovely. So this, I feel, has given a, a good overview. So let's do some honourable mentions. Honourable mentions. Honourable mentions. For there are so many Muppets to choose from. Yeah, thousands. I've really tried to whittle it down and be quite brief. Um, obviously Piggy. Yep. Obviously Elmo. I've got myself my Bert and Ernie to start with. Um, very fond. They they produce some great songs. La 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 linoleum, Bert's Blanket, I Don't Live on the Moon, to name but Rub- all of the three that I know. Rubber ducky, oh, rubber ducky. you're so... Yeah. I'm so sorry. You make bath time lots of fun. Rubber ducky, I'm awfully fond of you. Animal. Okay. I think that was actually deaf. That the was appeal. a deaf leopard moment, but um, also animal, oh. the Muppet. Uh, I really like the one that looks like my friend Giles. Yes, I know exactly the Muppet you mean. Yeah, we once did a. It was not a sing along. It was a something else along to a Muppet Treasure Island, uh, which we rented out. We, we booked one of the lecture theatres uh, on campus and did not have a lecture. Comedy Society came and watched Muppet Treasure Island on DVD, projected on a huge screen. And uh, while we were watching it, we realised that one of the Muppets looked exactly like our friend Giles and he appears in the opening of Christmas Carol as well um, if anyone ever wants them I'm happy to share the rules for you to along with a play, treasure play along. play along every time you see a boat no, a wide shot of a boat and you have to stand during a professional pirate like it's the national anthem well as is only right and respectful yes uh, Jessica anymore um, Robin yes uh, Robin in a little hoodie and of course, he does play Tiny Tim. And he does play Tiny Tim. Well, a, a sickly version of himself plays Tiny Tim. Not, I mean, yeah, there yeah. aren't like lots of different... I mean, they've just padded the usual one down. That's that's what happened. Yeah. How many stitches are there, Jessica? One. There's, there's definitely one, one. And, there's, and Rapunzel that we met at dinner is the same one that we saw yeah. on the float. Uh, Clueless Morgan from Muppet Treasure Island. Uh, a much underutilised puppet character, <laughs> I think, because he is a really stupid goat. Yeah, he's quite funny. And... He's really funny, and he should be used in more things. See my review of Muppets Most Wanted, which technically I've actually taken off my website, but we'll put it up. Which, why would you have so many cameos from Tom Hiddleston? Like, you know, until this summer when he misbehaved. I was very pro-Tom Hiddleston, but I would much rather see those parts taken by Muppets. Justice for Muppets actors. This is ridiculous. There's not getting the representation they need. Please continue. Emily Bear, who's Fozzie's okay. mum. Yeah. I, I really enjoy her appearance in um, Muppet Family Christmas. She's she's had surf lessons. She's going to go to the beach for Christmas. She's going to have a great time, and then Fozzie turns up on an with all his friends, and she's just like, "Yep, that's fine. Let's just roll with it." And in uh, Christmas Carol, she is of course the uh, the matriarch of yep, Fozzie Wig and Moms. Yep, Mom Fozzie Wig. Camilla the chicken. I love Camilla the chicken. Now, obviously, I love uh, Piggy and Kermit as a great love story, but the unadulterated purity of the love between Gonzo and Camilla. There's no will they, won't they? They're just a beautiful couple. The, as the, the beta couple, couple OTP. Mm. Gonzo and Camilla. Mm. I'm concerned that when we did top five couples, I didn't include them. Oh no. Burn it down. Well, we've missed many, many people and things out of many lists. Haunts me. Haunts so. me. Um, and the electric mayhem as a as a whole. Mm. Yes. I, <laughs> I didn't mean to end on this one, but uh, Sam the American Eagle. Um... I also have Kermit on my list. 
of my honorable mentions uh, because I, I, in some ways, he goes so far without saying that I overlooked him because obviously Kermit. Is yeah, I started Kermit to write my list, and then I, and then I was like, this, this is just like all the main Muppets. Yeah, like what's up, my main Muppet, that kind of thing. Um, can I say something? A little bit of fuzzy goes a long way for me. Yeah, like I like the idea of fuzzy, but I, um, yeah. That's why, if you'll notice, his mother his mother is on the list, but he isn't. It doesn't help that the person who now does his voice... It's not quite right. No. It's not... The, pig, the piggy one is pretty damn close. Yeah, the piggy one is not quite right, but it will do. But Fozzie is actively wrong. Yeah. And if you think about how many people can probably do a Fozzie impression. Wait, somebody write this down. Bob Fozzie. And it's what? a t-shirt. Fozzie bear dancing like in, a Bob Fozzie In a bowler hat. Clicking. Yeah. And that is my top five Muppets. I hope it has brought you some Muppety joy. Um, I love the Muppets so much. Oh, Lydia. Oh, Lydia. Oh, have you met Lydia? Oh, Lydia the Tattooed Lady. That's on all the Muppet shows. I've not decided. I, I, yep. I, Muppet I Treasure got Island that. is a great film. Patron of the week. This week's patron of the week is Heather Gowner. When Heather paints her nails, she never dents or smudges them before they're dry. How does she do that? Also, when you text her asking for something to cheer you up, she always has just the right picture of a goat in a sweater or an otter in a sink for you. Thanks, Heather! If you would like to receive some custom praise on an episode of Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun, just head to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Rosie and Jessica and pledge $5. Patron of the week! Uh, let's me do a song. Rosie, what's your song? My song is Party Police by All Vays, who I featured not long ago, but I listened to another of their songs and I really liked it. I also had a really great song in an H&M and didn't bother shazamming it, and I will never find it again, and it's made me miserable. I had a really good French song in Anthropology once, and I did shazam it, and then I lost my phone. So we're literally never going to know, because it's not like I can even remember what the words were, because it wasn't in English. So good, and I, I was like, I'm never ever going to know what song it was. I joined Reddit. I was so desperate that I, I joined Reddit to ask their tip of the tongue, please help me with this conundrum group, but uh, as yet, nothing. Snack of the day. Do do the snack of the day. Oh, um, cornflake cakes. You know where you melt chocolate and then you put cornflakes in them and then you put them in little paper cases and it's like baking but it's not baking? Those. And you can add things into it. Like maybe if you put marshmallows, maybe marshmallows in them. Most people call them mini marshmallows, but baby marshmallows is also fun. And tiny little, like candy shell coated little bits of chocolate like way way smaller than than your usual proprietary brands of candy shell coated chocolate but little cake decorations they would be nice in there because they wouldn't melt and then you'd get little little bits of of, of bright color this is my favorite thing that's ever happened on this podcast what you say well tiny marshmallows are nice but baby marshmallows are good too this is my favourite. My snack is uh, milk chocolate covered cookie dough bites from Unks and Spencers. Oh my god. My housemate came in and said, I've had too many of these, I feel sick, you take them away from me. Please please take the box away from me, should you eat the rest of them, that's that's how it is. So they're just cookie dough covered in milk chocolate, except I got one, which, it's chocolate chip cookie dough, it was just the chocolate chips. It was weird, it was full of like, there's little, I don't know if it was even chocolate chips, you know those puffed chocolate balls you get? teeny teeny ones it was like a mega like i mean actually all of the things i can think of to compare it to are disgusting like spores but anyway chocolate covered cookie dough bites from marks and spencers or anywhere else i've just never seen them for anyone else needle and fed needle and fed so i finished my hat yay but i need to block it because it's really tight 
so I'm hoping that with a bit of steam should loosen up a bit because I really it would be really annoying to have to redo it. Yeah, the ribbing bit is fine and then it suddenly gets a lot tighter so it also sits really annoyingly because the the brim is not the tightest part. Uh, but I follow it like it's I used the right it's the right weight whirl, it's the right size needle. And you weren't you didn't have to so change needles on the rim because I've had to do that before. Nope. And I missed it on a button. That is irritating. The only difference is I use DPNs from the get go instead of circular needles, but they're still yeah. the same size needle. That, that won't make it. That won't make a difference. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was kind of irritating, but never mind. I'm gonna see if I can make it a bit bigger. And as I was knitting it, like it looked the like it's not really tight. It's a little more snug than I was envisaging it being. Um, you can get your head but, into it. Oh yeah, I can get my head. Like I can, I can wear it. It just doesn't sit as I wanted to. I am knitting. I've cast on a new thing because I've just started casting on loads of stuff and not finishing other things in my knitting bag. But I'm knitting um, a, a, the Age of Brass and Steam kerchief in this wool, which was a gift, and so is called Fruit Bowl, and it's very tutti frutti flavored colours. Tutti frutti, um, as Jessica can attest. It is. Um, so it's not actually neon, but it's. It's the colour of neon with the neon taken out, if that makes sense. Like yep, neon I absolutely get what you mean, yes. Um, so it doesn't kind of have the eye-scorchingness. Because uh, it, it was a skein of very nice uh, hand-dyed yarn someone got me. And, but as with all variegated yarns, we're not quite sure how they will knit up. But this has knitted up very nicely, actually. There was a point where I was like, oh, what's it going to do? But um, it's a really good pattern because it's very plain, actually. It's it's mostly in um, stocking stitch with a couple of eyelet uh, stripes running through. Um, and nice. then they just, just yarn over. Kind of. um, what they are, are uh, so it's stocking stitch and then you do, uh, when on one row when you're meant to purl, you do a knit row. And then the next row is yarn over knit two together so they're extra big yeah and then the next row is a knit row again when it should be a pearl roll and then you get so it's a three row thing cool. where you go go back into things so it it gives them a little more definition than if they were just um yarn overs and the the, the eyelets the, the knit twos um yeah and then it's just a standard sort of shawl with a spine where you do your increases at the edges and the, and yeah. the side of the middle um yeah so it's kind of rocketing along it's very gentle knitting um the sock i've got to do i really bust because it fell off the needles just on a row where i had picked up stitches so it was a terrible terrible place for it to fall off the needles which is maybe indicates i should actually have been knitting it and i've now got it back to where it was but not continued anymore and the two cardigans i was knitting are just not happening and then i bought loads of yarn this week so <laughs> fair that's <laughs> really fair. good good things all around um, but I've got uh, for uh, there was a sale on Serdar on Deramores and um, Serdar Snuggly. I find a really good go-to as a non-wool yarn. Sometimes yeah, I, I think want to I do something that. fairly cheaply. Yeah, and it's really nice for an, an entirely artificial yarn. Um, so I, I, you know, you get a you get a jumper out of like I don't know twelve pounds for a hand-knit jumper. It's pretty good. Uh, so obviously, you know, yeah, 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 you know, they'll, they'll do. But I've got some quite nice colours because um, they had all the set on offer. And so I've got one for a lovely cardigan called Peggy Sue and one for a really lovely cable jumper which has one kind of giant cable going up the front. Um, I can't, I think it's called Chuck. That one is called Chuck. Maybe after Chuck from Pushing Daisies, actually, judging by the design. Who's to say? Or after so Chuck, Chuck Bartowski. I mean, yeah. He would look lovely in a very beautifully tightly fitted cropped cables jumper, which is pink 
in the you know in the the um cover image so i've got those on the go i should probably get back to my cardigan i was knitting in the pearl soho uh line weight except i was concerned it was too big again so i just kind of got all head up over that but it's all good i've been knitting again i'm gonna bake a cake today that sounds nice i'm gonna make an, an apple tray bake cake oh and importantly i have fixed my squirrel Yay! Uh, previous listeners will of course be aware that my beloved squirrel, uh, who cosplays as Tippy Toe when I cosplay as Squirrel Girl, uh, was uh, eaten and her corpse desecrated by moths who laid their disgusting egg children in her. Uh, but only where she was stuffed with split peas. So luckily, as a as a rescue effort, it was quite simple. I just had to unravel um, sort of the bottom half of the body element. And then most of the times actually spent working out where I would have got to in the pattern. Uh, and I think, I mean, it's the kind of thing where if I was maybe a couple of rows in or out, it doesn't really matter. Um, and so I just had to re-knit her, her tummy and do the shaping on her there. And then sew her legs back on and sew her tail back down all the way because it was a pipe cleaner, so it was still attached to the top. And uh, re-stuffed her, stuffed her with uh, three cedar balls. Um, uh, I put in two originally and then I realised this was right for kind of comedy shaping if they ever you don't she's not cosplaying as the bake-off squirrel yet yes um so she's got three cedar wood balls and to try and keep the moths away in it the combination of that and um um tighter stuffing uh and the legs being in a slightly different position means hopefully she, she stands up on her own without the split peas which i think was the delicious temptation that the, the moths came for that's upsetting but it's fixed now she is fixed and she is beautiful and one of the makers of Squirrel Girl favorited the tweet in which she was. Fixed. Oh, that's good. Yeah. What have we seen this week? What have we seen this week? Oi! Okay. Um, in a world of darkness, sometimes you need to see the former Shadow Chancellor of Great Britain do a salsa to Gangnam Style. Oh, sweet. I'm certainly very glad I am at work on Saturday evening. It evenings. was astonishing. Um, you know, usually this is the point where I think, hey, the one we're all keeping in because of the entertainment value, not the dance content. Yes, is it, is it time to do a John Sargent and gracelessly exit? The thing is, Ed Balls can actually dance pretty well. His uh, quick step uh, that was Laurel Hardy themed last week was genuinely good. Actually, not the that dancing bad. in it was good. Yeah. And so this week he then had to go back to a Latin and that was As you can tell just from the him. off, he's going to struggle with, to be fair. I mean... Bless him. I'm sure he's trying. But it, he's the thing is, and he he takes it seriously, and he tries hard, and he does it, you know. But he also knows exactly what it is. He does it in exactly the right spirit, and it was, uh, it was perfect. So I urge you to go and watch the former Shadow Chancellor and Labour leadership candidate, and then wait to see the expression of his wife, who was in the audience. <laughs> oh, Yvette, she is loving it, but also, sort of. <laughs> Hoping that the camera isn't looking at the at her, yeah, at her at that particular moment. Yeah. Well, have you seen Kate McKinnon singing Hallelujah? Yeah, I have. Yeah, it was really good. And on that note, have you read Leslie Nope's letter that she has penned oh, to us all? Have I? <laughs> Slash retweeted it. Yeah. Uh, one of the writers of Parks and Recreation, who's to say who, uh, wrote a letter from Leslie Nope to us all in this situation, and it. Uh, my only criticism not enough mention of what Ben was doing to look after her however it was all about how Anne was looking after her and I imagine that Ben understood what was happening and realised he just had to get Anne back to Pawnee immediately Uh, and he would have just rang up and been like you you have to come and Leslie needs her Anne 
Uh, so Leslie says we need to get our teams and go to work, but also we need to have some like, hot chocolate. And, yeah, go and eat in JJ's and stuff. Really fancy some waffles. Yeah, I should get my waffle iron out. Yeah, so those are my two cheering things. Uh, I wrote a blog post with a list of um, suggestions for really soothing media to consume. Things like listening to Claire Balding's Ramblings podcast, where she goes on lovely walks through Britain. Good old Claire Balding. Um, that is very soothing and distracting. Uh, watching the supersizes, watching clips of Sesame Street, um, reading cookery books. Watching Lindsay Ellis and her friends drinking their way around it. A hundred percent, yes, that. You can't bury your head in the sand and be like, well, this is it, I've done. I don't want to ever hear about this again. I'm just going to pretend it's not happened. That's the only way I can cope because that is not helpful. And uh, uh, especially if you have the opportunity to do that, that means, hey, that is a whole bunch of privilege you have got there um, because for a lot of people, they're not going to be able to ignore it. But for everybody, sometimes you need an opportunity to go, look, the news has been really overwhelming. I need to go and watch or listen or read something that doesn't remind me of this. So don't go and watch, like, don't go and read The Art of the Deal, but do go and read, like, Calvin and Hobbes or Squirrel Girl or something nice and and good. I recommend good. Roller Girl. Roller Girl's really good. If you live in the UK, uh, Freeview have put their uh, annual Christmas channel up. It's on channel 74. Um, they're still yep. showing the like not amazing ones at the moment, but they are only going to get better because that is how it works. And Netflix have started adding quite a few like made-for-TV Christmas movies. And Netflix have three made-for-TV made for autumn ones. Yes, they do. Some of them are made by Hallmark. I have watched two of the autumn ones already. Okay, I watched one with Victoria from How I Met Your Mother, which is set at Halloween, and I watched one with Cinderella from Once Upon a Time, where she's um, uh, a rich entitled spoiled girl, and she has to go and live on a pumpkin farm because she goes broke. It's one of those like Prada Tanada material girls, like it's rubbish, but it's actually quite it's quite like soothing that one. Yeah, that's the thing. They are uh, truly awful. I mean, some of them are just bad, and some of them that like some of them are just not worth your time. But there are some which are pleasant. And and good. Um, uh, Hats off to Christmas is astonishing. Annie Claus is coming to town. Hats off to Christmas. That's actually actually a really good film. Annie Claus is the best one. I don't need to wait for Annie Claus because uh, I got Annie Claus on DVD for Christmas yeah, last yeah, year. Yeah. Thank you, um, Rosie. You're very welcome. Uh, there's a, a such a like a perfect level you can pinpoint of the actors that appear in these. Like the the woman that plays Cinderella in Once Upon a Time is the star of a Hallmark Christmas movie. There was one I saw that was on which had the woman that plays Red Riding Hood from Once Upon a Time. There was another one which had pre-Unreal Shuri Appleby uh, with Elizabeth Mitchell, the Snow Queen from Once Upon a Time. Uh, all of these all of these people. And of course, any opportunity to catch TV's Dean Cain. So, I, I mean, we've gone on to a different yes. route, but they do these things. They look after you. It's It's soothing. It's soothing. So, soothe yourselves. Watch some Muppets. And then put your boots on and do something good. Yeah. To get back on this topic, if you listen to Two Bossy Dames, there, in, in lieu of a written issue, they recorded a conversation between them this week. And listening to uh, Dame Margaret uh, tearfully explain how her friend, our friend, Christina, got herself a library card this week. And just to reiterate, having fun isn't hard when you have a library card. So, so off, off you, you go. go. Find a team and get to work. Bye. Bye.
find out more and to read show notes, find links and photos for this and past episodes, you can visit our website at rosieandjessica.co.uk. You can email us at say hello to rosieandjessica at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at the Day of Fun Show. Rosie and Jessica t-shirts are now available. You can shop for all your Day of Fun needs at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash ohmygreyhounds. And now you can become a monthly subscriber and support Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun at our Patreon. Just visit patreon.com forward slash Rosie and Jessica. Thanks for listening.